Extra Points is presented for the people by Caesars Sportsbook, the greatest sports betting app of all time. Download it. It must be 21 years or older. Welcome, Extra Points listeners, and congratulations on making it through yet another week. Good news, the weekend awaits with its enchanting promises of endless sports and free time that ends up with you screaming silently at some jerk in the Costco parking lot instead. Or maybe I'm just projecting. Either way, we know how hard you work, and while we hope listening to all our shows makes that time go a little faster, we don't want that to feel like work in and of itself. So we've had our producers pick out their favorite bits and put them together in a half-hour supercut for you to sample. I know, I can't believe we have producers either. If you like something, check out the full episode the next week wherever you get your podcasts. In the meantime, thanks for supporting the network. And let me just say from the bottom of my heart as the co-founder that I sincerely hope your favorite team still loses to mine. Enjoy the shows. To start this best up, we have a very funny clip from Minus 3 with Dave Damashek and comedian slash impressionist extraordinaire Joey Molinaro as Coach Prime fielding some questions from Dave. That wasn't very long ago that... The Colorado Buffaloes were the hit of 2023, and Dion was rewriting all the rules, and he was in a position. He was puffing his chest out at the microphone in post-game pressers and telling uh, telling reporters, do you believe now and all of that? Let me ask Emo Dion as things as grim reality may be hitting a little bit. Dion, do you believe now? Well, let me tell you something, Jake. Okay, I don't leave it to me to believe. I I leave that to the Lord. Okay, so when you ask me that kind of question, I cannot answer that for you because it is out of my hands. It is not a part of what I'm building. It's a part for the Lord. Okay, so what I'm doing right now is I'm thinking about looking into the Sun Adoption Portal because Shador has been working. But Shallow ain't been playing like prime time, baby. And that's what we need in this program, okay? But I mean, like, at least it'll be cool. You get a whole new conference next year. That's something to get excited check, about, check, right? Check. Again, that is out of my hands. I come in today. I coach today. Everything else, I leave that for the Lord. Okay? okay. That is out of my hands. Now, what I'm going to do, is I'm going to go and record about 15 more Aflac commercials with Coach Saban. Maybe take the Texas A&M job because they got enough money for me to be able to do whatever I want down there. Okay, so everything else I'm going to leave to the Lord. But right now, that's what I'm going to do. Okay, but God gave you, you left it to God and he gave you the sons that you have, but you said you're going to go to the adoption portal and maybe Texas A&M and leave your sons in Colorado. Is that what I'm hearing? Listen, Jack, okay? That's not up to me. Oh, okay. Right, you said that, right. It It is up to what the Lord bestows upon me. Okay. What he wants me to do. If he want me to go to Texas A&M, if he want me to leave Shador and Shiloh in the transfer portal, I got to get somebody who could do the job for me. But that's up to the Lord. 
It's a block party on Trendy as Brett and Toby talk about Wemby and Chet Holmgren's overs on blocks. And also, Brett kind of has some PTSD from his days of being swatted by some NBA players. So I'm just giving it out blind. Whatever the odds are, Chet and Wemby both to go over on their blocks in their first of what is hopefully many freakish showdowns. Yeah, I mean, the fun part about betting their block totals is like you're not just waiting for them to like swat a shot near the rim. Like they just eclipse people shooting corner threes. Yeah. <laughs> it's the most, oh my God, it's the most insane thing. I mean, so <laughs> I'm just, I'll, I'll, I'll wrap the show with the quickest eye that just makes fun of me. So I'm 5'9, you know, a little, little like set shot threes. And we used to do some closeout stuff with our, with our NBA guys. And if anybody like over six, seven, if they closed out on me shooting a corner three, they were putting that into the wall. Like, they, and they always <laughs> loved it. They always had fun with it. Like they, it would even, even like interrupted the flow of whatever we were trying to work on. They would just love to just like swat me with my low release. And every time I see Wemby close out on a, on a corner three shooter, I just get the image yeah. of what those guys must have felt like closing out on me because he just swallows them up like the sun devouring a planet. Yeah, <laughs> it's so funny. I don't know. I don't know if you can have a higher bit of praise for what Wemby has done to the league, where he makes NBA players look like Brett Corominos out yeah. there on the court. I, and that's a hundred percent what I was trying to get at. is he makes them look all like me (laughs) just that humiliating singing factor of like i'm open to shoot this three oh the ball's coming back in my face (laughs) (laughs) did anyone expect this to happen to the buffalo bills the now five and five team just fired their offensive coordinator ken dorsey and josh allen is turning the ball over like crazy myself and jen piacente talk about what's wrong with the team during waiver wired all right now Josh Allen. Now let me go through because everybody likes to panic. You see a bat, you know, Ken Dorsey gets fired. I don't know what they think they're going to gain by having Joe Brady uh, coordinate this offense. It sounds like a terrible idea to me, but I guess they had to have a fall guy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He's a scapegoat for sure. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Josh Allen has to stop turning over the ball, but a lot of what makes Josh Allen so great is the kind of things that leads to him turning over the ball. So I don't know how you actually fix that. I mean, he throws the ball, he throws it hard. Um, Yeah. He needs to make better decisions. We've seen him be better at this. We've seen him be worse at this. As far as fantasy goes, you're starting Josh Allen every week on a per game basis. He's the number two, just slightly. I mean, like a fraction, a smidge behind Jalen hurts. And then it's Justin Herbert, Dak Prescott, who has padded all of his numbers just over the last few weeks, CJ Stroud, and then Patrick Mahomes. But again, those are your top six. Those guys are still starting. Now, Lamar Jackson is number eight on a per game basis. I'm throwing out Kirk Cousins since he's not available. Um, Lamar, so, you know, but you do have to consider what have you done for me lately? What is the season long situation and what is the matchup? So every week you do have to think about these things. But for me, the only quarterback that I'm maybe considering benching is Lamar. Yeah, and let me, because you brought up Josh Allen, and I, I was like looking at this, and it is it is very, very confusing. And I feel like a lot of our listeners, uh, you know, drafted Josh Allen very high. And, and maybe, Jen, you, you're smarter than me. You can make sense of this. But like, 
when I said before, like they fired Ken Dorsey as like a scapegoat, when you look at the stats of like the Bills offense, they're third in EPA per play, their first in success rate. Um, they scored the second most points in the entire league. They're third in red zone touchdown uh, drive percentage. Like they're in the top 10 in, if not the top three to five in a ton of categories. And Josh Allen has been, has been very good this year. And yes, you could argue like the turnovers are a problem. I know. And they had a bunch of turnovers yesterday. It was like four plus turnovers, but I, I think that was a firing and just the, you know, the, the sake of firing because the team, the record should be better than what it is. Um, and I feel like you should you we're all expecting Josh Allen to be, um, you know, more CJ Stroud like in terms of holding on to the football. But I think that to me, that firing was a little bit of an overreaction. Now people see that and they see the, you know, the Trayvon Diggs tweets about his brother and everyone's like, oh, this is going to be a mess. But like, I don't necessarily think it's a mess. So people who are listening, are like, what do I do with the, the bills and like, the offense? It's like they've been by all measures, they've been very good. So it's just, a, it's a, it's a media, not a media narrative, but it's like a narrative that we're seeing, you know, because of the team's firings and because of people saying something, but they've been, they've been good. So I, I just like pump the brakes if anyone's going crazy over what to do with the bills offense. Um, you know, even J- James Cook fumbling, he still had a very good game. Uh, and that's a team that's, you know, they, they curse running backs whenever they go up to Buffalo. So that's to me, just wanted to Wait. clear that out. That's a very weird one. They just need to stop and just work on ball security. Like if you watch James Cook, you see that like he's looking forward. He's not looking at the ball, right? If you don't take care of the ball first, you can't get anywhere. You have to see a little to see a lot, right? You don't want to see a lot. You want to see a little so you can see a lot, not see a lot and then see so little, right? Mm -hmm. This is like just wisdom in life. See a little, see a lot, okay? That's what they need to do. Just work on this. Just work on that. Because their offense, like you said, it's not ter- – if you look at the numbers, it's not bad. It's actually quite good. Yeah. So you're starting your fantasy weapons. I I mean, I'm a little nervous about the fact that they've gone to Joe Brady. Like, this feels like a major backwards. You know what? People people uh, have said the same. He kind of got the Ken Dorsey treatment in Carolina because their quarterbacks yeah. back then were – what was it? Teddy Bridgewater and um, – I'm forgetting who up, but two, like, journeyman. Was it Sam Darnold? Um, and they just weren't, you know, they didn't have a lot of things to, you know, be happy about over there. So like, I feel so, like that Dorsey was just like a guy for that basically, uh, Billy Bean and McDermott to kind of save their behinds that they get rid of a guy. It's like, all right, we fixed the problem. But again, like I'm trying to tell the listeners who, who are worried about the, the bills, offensive players, there's, there was really no concern, nothing to be worried about there. And if you want to get upset about Diggs's performance, like he had a bad matchup versus tan, who's a very good cornerback. Like that was bound to happen. You know, he's been consistently good almost every week. So I think that was a weird kind of walkie game for them. A lot of sloppy turnovers, but I don't think this offense is like, they're not the reason they're losing games. Um, I think you, you mentioned Jen, the turnovers are a huge thing. The deep, the defense is just not as good as the it used defense to be. is beat up. Yeah. Like they're missing major pieces. And yeah. in fact, that's why I picked the Broncos last night. And I talked about this on fantasy Theater on Sirius that the Broncos defense has been really good over the last oh, yeah. now four games. Yeah. Let's take a quick break here. You know, when the conversation turns tampers, I always go with my number one as Caesars. Let's talk about them a little bit, shall we? Tickets to the game, merch, meals at iconic restaurants, stays at Caesars Palace. All this can be yours when you bet with Caesars Sportsbook. Win or lose, every bet earns rewards credits, which you can redeem across the empire. Now, if you haven't started yet, register using this code. Listen up. Omaha full. The word Omaha and the word full. And then you place your first bet up to $1,250. If you win, great. If you keep those winnings, but if you lose, you'll get your stake back as a bonus bet. 
21 and over only offer valid and must be physically present in Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Louisiana, Massachusetts, Maryland, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, and Wyoming. New users and first $10 plus wager only must register with eligible promo code. Bet amount of qualifying wager returned only if wager is settled as a loss. Maximum bonus bet $1,250. Bonus bet expires 14 days after receipt. Tier credits and reward credits will be added to account within seven days after qualifying wager settles. See Caesars.com slash promos for full terms. Void where prohibited. Know when to stop before you start gambling problem. Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. Colorado, Wyoming, Kansas, affiliated with Kansas Crossing Casino. Call 1-800-522-4700. Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Louisiana, call 1-877-770-STOP. Licensed through Horseshoe, Bossier City, and Harris, New Orleans. Massachusetts, call 1-800-327-5050 or visit GamblingHelplineMA.org. Michigan, call 1-800-270-7117. Illinois, Maryland, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Ohio, Pennsylvania, affiliated with Harris, Philadelphia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER or West Virginia, 1-800-GAMBLER.net, New York. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. In this clip from Lemon Pepper Parlay, Martin Weiss and Mark Gunnels discuss Cleveland Browns quarterback Deshaun Watson having season-ending shoulder surgery and why it's probably the last fully guaranteed contract we'll see for some time. The AFC North, you want to talk about being a bloodbath, being something that's beat up, bruised, bloody. Deshaun Watson didn't have a shoulder, apparently, and completed 14 passes in a row in the second half in in an upset win over the Ravens. Yeah, I was going to be on here to talk about how the Browns could be setting up to being a potential Super Bowl contender. I mean, their upcoming schedule is pretty light. Now, I'm not burying them. I think they're still a, probably a playoff team because people are like, oh, they're not going to make the playoffs now. Like, they've been winning games with Deshaun Watson looking like a, a bottom 10 quarterback for most of this year. So I, I still think they'll be able to win football games relying on that defense. But, man, talk about a guy that looked like he was turning the corner and it's crazy to know he had a shoulder injury. I mean, that was probably his best half, the second half in Baltimore as a Brown. So, I mean, I couldn't imagine being a Browns fan today, man. That has to be crushing. Like to go from such a high, you know, winning in Baltimore the way you did 
you got a, a favorable schedule coming up. You're thinking Deshaun Watson's about to turn the corner, look like the old Deshaun Watson, and this happens. That's crushing, man. Well, I know this. Rest in peace to all uh, guaranteed contracts because that ship just sailed. I mean, it's going to be so hard for a guy to get a new guaranteed contract. I figured that that would, I mean, fully guaranteed contract. As Deshaun Watson, the currently only player in the NFL with one, has missed. I think he's only played 11 games as a Cleveland Brown. Now, not all of that has to do with injury, as we all know and have talked about in the past, but not a great look for the Cleveland Browns. I figured that will both be our you know, terrible vibes, bad vibes, vibes in absolute hell. So let's got that one out the way. Atlanta Falcons owner Arthur Blank said that Atlanta Falcons head coach Arthur Smith is returning next season to the team. So Dave Damashek on Extra Points had to ask Falcons fans, Sarah Tiana, and returning guest Jason Tebow what their thoughts are. Arthur Blank, I'm not even sure <laughs> the upside of doing this in mid-November, what exactly who it benefits, but has now announced Arthur Smith back in 2024. Shame the devil. I'm going to start with you, Tebow. How say you here? Do I like the decision? I think it's too early to maybe say something like that, but would do I, if I'm Arthur Blank, owner of the Falcons, I go, okay, we got to, and we're going into a bye week. We got to end this chatter right now. We got to let everybody know that we are unified. I just think it keeping that going and they lose another game or something. It's like pulling a ripcord. I think everybody just quits. And yeah. I think this media with such if a, you young don't team, say that. I got you. Okay. I think that a team with such young players at pivotal positions uh you know drake london uh, john robinson you got uh uh pitts who i mean des ritter right of course i feel like pitts heineke's not an old man himself right and exactly and so i think and a lot of that defense i mean we got people plugged in at spots with gray jared out and all that i think this is like a hey guys uh mommy and daddy aren't going to get a divorce so everybody do really good in school now i know you've heard a lot of things but we're not uh, separating daddy loves mommy very much it feels like that and if that's <laughs> what you got to do for these guys i'm fine with it the decision overall to say hey um you know you can always go back and say you know what did you know daddy was wrong we're, we're gonna separate i know i told you a few months ago that we weren't but i needed you to focus during schools you know maybe I think that's a great point like that the, the idea that you can't undo it because well but wait Arthur Blank, you said it two months yeah. ago. Like, yeah, I was lying. What do you want me to change it? Well, things change. <laughs> what was I going to do? What do you want me to do? Yeah, it's an interesting point you make there, Tiana. That's I'll what it feels you. like. Is but he is. I mean, the, I Tiana and I always say he's the number one. Tiana said best. He's the common denominator in everything that seems yeah. to be wrong with a team that has the personnel uh, to run the ball, and they, you know, I mean. Uh, Janu Smith he gets a he gets a handoff on first and goal on the nine, and you go, you have two thousand yard running backs, and both of them have seven touches. <laughs> yeah. Like I say, you can only get obsessed by how bad your team is if you don't look at any other football teams. That's yep. everybody is underwhelming aside from the Chiefs, Dolphins, Eagles, and like I don't know the Texans. But outside of that, everybody's upset with the state of their football team, no matter where they are in the standings right now. It just feels like nobody in our division wants to win the division That's and the point, we're right. all actively try like it's such an easy division like we should be dominating we have all the best players we you know we we just 
we thought that Red Ritter was going to do it. Arthur Blank keeps saying, and Arthur Smith keeps saying, this is year three of a three-year plan. Yep. And it is not coming together. And honestly, I, I miss Raheem Morris, you know, who's now the mm. defensive coordinator for the Rams. I thought when he had to step in and he filled in for Dan Quinn when Dan Quinn got fired, Raheem stepped up and he was great. And then he ended up getting the DC job for the Rams, but I, I thought he was a great interim coach for us. And I kind of miss him and I, and I miss his defensive mind. And Arthur Smith is supposed to be this incredible offensive mind, but he's just trying to be the smartest guy in the room instead of just doing what works. And last week you saw, he gave some interview where he was talking about why Bijan wasn't getting the ball. And he talked for five minutes and didn't answer any questions. Then this week, he finally does give Bijan the ball. He scores a touchdown. He has over 100 yards and nobody can stop him. I mean, why are you trying to overthink this stuff? I understand that football is a very complicated game, but you're trying to outsmart everyone else. And instead, you're outsmarting yourself and you're not doing what works and you're not doing what's right. I didn't think he should have been allowed on the plane to Arizona. I certainly didn't think he should have been allowed on the plane back home. And I can't believe that Arthur Blank is letting it happen. I can only believe that now he feels like, well, the season's lost and like, what's the point? We already owe him money. I don't know what else to think. All of that, all of that is interesting. And I think what Tebow said is probably, or there, there, there's something too, like, well, we have to finish the season. One, two, we can win this bum division. And yeah, three, and if was- I say like, I don't know if this guy's coming back, it only shakes. It's di- the, the thing about like, you know, a big distinction between college coaches and NFL coaches these days is that you still can lord over the 19-year-olds, Dabo, Sweeney, and and, and uh, on down, versus, like, if you indicate at all to the multimillionaires in the locker room, like, this guy ain't long for the gig. Like, there's zero reason to listen to anything he has to say at that yeah. point. And, and, yeah, I mean, like, the next two months, we could I, – I could even get – I can uh, – Absolutely imagine me having this conversation with you, Tiana. Like you picking the Falcons in the wild card game. Like, I mean, I that who's winning that division? Derek Carr's yeah. banged up now with the Saints. That's the only other. I mean, Baker Mayfield and the Buccaneers. Falcons got inspired. Falcons have seven real quick. Falcons have seven games left, right? By week this week. So by the way, take, bet, bet the Falcons not losing this week. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> That's a good bet. <laughs> Saints twice, Tampa, Carolina. Four of their seven games left are division games, and they're two and zero in the division right now. And I don't know That's if it's not something. Out of question. To, absolutely not. None of those teams are good. None of the other teams in the division are good. And that's I what think they that's have going why he for. wanted to. I think that's why Arthur Blank wanted to come out and say, "Hey, but you know, it, just to give them a little bit, give the yeah. troops some morale going right. into a serious battle to, to finish this war of of this." And season. Frank Wright, we can Dr. win. Yeah, we can win this division by just. Desmond Ritter, slant passes, check down throws, and handing the ball off. You can win the whole division by doing like four plays. Four plays. That's all you need. Four Dennis plays. Dennis Allen's no good. Frank Reich's job is supposedly already in jeopardy. I mean, Tampa Bay yeah. is Tampa Bay. I mean, right. Again, look around. At least Arthur Smith bears a weird resemblance to, I forget his name, Ego or whatever it is, in Ratatouille, the food critic who goes in there and eats the <laughs> He does. Looks really a lot like them. Put them side by side. And let's stop down for a quick break here. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. 
How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Trendy is a show about betting trends, right? So Toby Mergler and Brett Coromanos talked about which bets have been hitting on Trendy. This is a show looking to explore the way, the best ways to wager for casual cappers. And unlike a lot of places, I've been keeping score. Uh, we give it out every single week. You know, we, we compete, we see who wins, we keep, we keep uh, see who loses. But I also have been compiling the stats on each of these categories so we can kind of pay off the premise of the show. And as the producer, you're the only person in America paid to listen to all of my direct. Everybody else within the sound of my voice, for some reason, is doing it for free. Uh, but I did want to get through here and run through a couple of these stats and see if any of them surprise you, the one loyal listener who I know has heard it all. Oh, so loyal. Most loyal <laughs> listener. And, and yet all my experience in listening to the show makes me the worst contestant on it. So there is that. There, There is that. Yeah. Two was not a stellar start, pal. I'm not going to lie to you. Yeah. Uh, all right. So running through the categories and just a quick reminder Heart is, I, it's just gut instinct. Your heart says it's going to do it. It could be a homer pick. It could be something that you think you know, not backed by numbers, but just I look at the sheet. First thing that I think I put down and I'm going to wager on. Head is you follow the stats. You dig deep into the numbers. You you do a bunch of research and you follow the trends uh, wherever they may lie without any bias whatsoever. Heater is my favorite category, actually, where you think you notice a pattern and you just play the pattern and you don't let any new information influence you and get short-term bias and what do you think is in terms of long-term that you'll pay off on a portfolio over enough times. And then cred is like, I'm only making one bet. This is the best bet I can make and I'm only going to make one so it counts for two units. And then of course there's tail or fail where you judge uh, your opponent's bet whether you want to you know follow them on it or whether you want the other side. So all that being said, you would think uh, you know if you were going to test the hypothesis like some through some sort of stupid scientific method, you would think that credibility is where everybody would do the best. This is where I have the most confidence. This is where there's the most on the line. This is where I've actually done all the other analysis. I've used my heart. I've used my head. I've looked at the patterns and followed the heater. Like I've done all that and I still came out with this one bet. And Brett, it is where both me and the guests are getting absolutely slaughtered. (laughs) Absolutely (laughs) slaughtered. So on 62 units of credibility thus far, 62 units for with me and the guest, I am at 48.5, meaning I am down 14 units, and the guests are down 18 units, Brett. Oh can you gosh. believe that? Yeah, I can. I Because I feel like 
Well, well, two things I think would happen here. You know, the, the nerd in me is going to push up my glasses and be like, well, that sample size is pretty small in a few shows. You could easily turn that around because it is two units per bet, the way that we do the credibility pick, right? Um, the other thing, though, is like, I feel like that's the bet that you have them would maybe have the most tendency to overthink it because you're putting your credibility on the line, right? So you you probably do, it's the do too much fallacy, right? Where you're mm-hmm. just like, I need to get this one right. So then it's like, then the information that maybe you use in your normal process starts like seeping into your brain because you're staking so much on on the biggest bet that you're going to make. Instead of being like, this is my normal process for every pick, I'm going to stick to that process and go to the credibility. So, you know, I think it's probably one, I think it's a combination of those two worlds. I, that that number could very easily swing over the course of the show's run because it's two units. So I think the fluctuation is going to be wild, but you could be onto something that like, the extra pressure of an extra unit and like it being something like, Hey, you're asking me for my one bet. That's going to hit could maybe force people into kind of disturbing their process enough that they did. They get a little, little too cute with it. You know, I really hope it swings back because I want to uh, get back and beat the juice. I want to get back to even it's credibility that is just crushing me right now and the guests. Uh, So to that point, I am down what is that? 29 units right now over the course of the show. The guests are down even worse than me. They're down 31 units. Uh, and the way to, to get it back is to hit the one that matters the most. So that money ball has got to start swishing or I'll never be able to make up that ground. Uh, the other categories on heart, just that snap instinct. I am down five units. The guests are down nine units for head. Uh, I am down eight units. The guests are only down six units there. On heater, I am up, Brent. I am up four units on heater. That is the portfolio that is returning. That is returning gains for me. So I just need to keep sticking to those patterns and not trying to outthink everything too much. Uh, The guests are really close to even on that too. They're only down one unit. And then the other place that uh, besides heater, where there's been a lot of success is the guests listening to all of my nonsense, listening to all of my crap and all the things I walk through, and then picking which one to tail. So uh, in that, they're up two units, and uh, almost as equally, they're up one and a half units when they pick which one to fail. So the guests, when they rely on their own analysis, are down in every single category, and the only place where they're profitable is when they listen to me and try to figure out which one they want to fade or follow. Yeah, well, I mean... uh... Like this could be, I don't know what bias is like a confirmation bias thing with the, the results here, but the you being good at the heater pick makes sense because I'm sure in your career, especially as a lawyer, you have to look at so many long-term things and then decipher and kind of uh, synthesize that information over a longer timeline. And, and most of us as betters, right? Like I've, I mean, at least maybe this is just me. I won't lump everybody in. But, you know, like you make a bet, you think you had a good process, it hits, you kind of get pissed off, and then you go away from it, right? And I think the heater is kind of like the thing that locks you into those portfolio bets, right? So you don't get the, oh, well, I wanted to do like, you know, this week I'm doing the interception overs, right? So if the first one doesn't hit and it wasn't part of the heater, I might not stick with it. It could be a good play, but because of my emotional reaction to it, you know, I, I get away from it. And then for you in particular, I think like your past career makes you really good probably at like identifying the longer term information and sticking with something 
that that the heater bet kind of requires the the tail or fail stuff i think that's just more like wisdom of the crowds right like you get two people putting their heads together on a pick where you know it's your information that comes into the play and then it's their critique of that information and that like logic behind the pick that goes together because i I mean what i would love to see as a you know our covered in glory show plug right here um i would love to see like how we have done on the picks that we have agreed and disagreed on when we both get to the same place or come from opposite places. Cause I do think anytime that you really have the opportunity to discuss something like that with people that are, you know, love sports and follow sports and have some, some good information, some good insights, it always is best to kind of have the two heads is better than one approach. Yeah. So good news for you that are listening to this right now. That means that just listen to everything that me and the guests say, and then, you know, pick which one you think is best or worse and just follow that one play. Certainly don't follow the rest of them. And then that wisdom of the crowds can kick in and you'll be able to get some, uh, some decent results. The bad news is apparently I spent several hundred thousand dollars on a law degree to just be up four units in a category in a fake contest on a podcast that didn't even exist when I was going to law school. So I definitely did not get a return on that particular investment long year uh, left buddy long year left <laughs> long year left we'll see we'll see if i is going to come back in your life in the spring like let's That's be true. honest about this <laughs> I, miss, I miss him already to round at the show dave damashek and kevin hench on minus three discuss some potential coaching moves we may see happen around the nfl and if bill belichick ever would become a beach guy all these coaching rumors and the where's Harbaugh going to land is one of the great things to speculate about because you assume he's going to leave Michigan unless he is so sort of, uh, um, you know, petulant that as now everybody says, like, he's got to go, can't keep him, that he might be like, you can't tell me what to do. I am staying here. That would be, I think, the puncher's chance that the that Ann Arbor has of keeping him. Otherwise, though, I don't think that the Giants, given the way they operate, are going to punt Brian Dayball. That would be a mistake to do that. I don't think Carolina um, down in Charlotte there, the rumors about Frank Reich already moving on. They are not one of these, you know, um, conservatively operated sort of like we don't fire a coach after one year kind of operations. I wouldn't be surprised if Frank Reich is shown the door, if Jim Harbaugh is willing to come down there and coach Bryce Young. But who knows? He could go to Dallas. He could go to New England while Belichick goes to Los Angeles to coach the Chargers. These are wacky and wild rumors. But by the I way, mean, the best part of the Belichick, the whole Belichick thing is like Belichick to the Chargers. Like, oh, boy, you know, he loves the beach. Has there ever been a guy that seems <laughs> like he would enjoy the beach less? He loves the beach like Belichick. If you showed up on the beach, he would bum <laughs> everybody out. Like. What's up with with sourpuss over here? Oh, he loves the beach. That's his wind windsurfing's his real passion. <laughs> I, that's a weird detail in that story. But to Frank Reich, like you know, I these coaches are all. I mean, obviously, like McDermott, you. It's like let's fire the offensive coordinator so nobody a- asks about the the back to back zero blitzes that actually cost us the game. That's you know, right. You know, like uh, McDermott's coaching performance, I said it on this pod in week one against the Jets. It was only McDermott. And and I and I just call him McDermott. So I don't call him Doug McDermott again, uh, who's who's lighting it up from three for the Spurs. Um, but Sean McDermott coached so terribly opening night against the Jets, kept them in it and then lost. And then obviously 
uh, uh, at fault in the in. I mean, obviously you're at you're at fault if you're the coach and there are 12 guys on the field. That's that's on the coaching staff. Um, so what you do is you go, we got to fire the offensive coordinator. Now, Frank Reich is doing a crazy thing, which is, boy, if there was a team I would not want to assume play calling responsibilities against. It's the Cowboys. Like, okay, you're going to go, I'm going to fix this because I'm going to call the plays against this wrecking machine pass rush. You know, uh, I'd wait one more week, maybe. (laughs) 